We want to go to the hotline right now and talk some high school football as we wrap up year number 79 of high school football on WHBC. And we're thrilled to have this guy as our analyst on the radio game of the week brought to you by Altman Hospital. He's the one, the only former Canton South Wildcat, former Bowling Green Falcon, aha, uh-huh, Ziggy Zumba, and former Cleveland Brown and hey, Michigan Panther. That's right, Panthers. Mark Miller. I saw the right. ring. He's I saw us. the ring. Yeah, hey, it's a nice How ring. How are we doing? Mark. Hey, Mark. Thanks for joining us today. You blew us off last week when we wanted you. <laughs> I was at the Benson um, up in the press box watching the, the other state championship games with my grandson. I couldn't get out of those rows. You know those rows down there in, in, where the press is? That's right. I couldn't get out, so I had to tell Brian, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Uh, I'd have blown us yeah, off, hey, too, Mark. <laughs> how, neat, how neat that we get to host these games. And I want to start yeah. right there because uh, during the Maslin game Thursday night, I had the opportunity to talk to Tim Street, Director of Communications of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. I told him how happy we were to be able to host this and not only host it, but be extended for another three years and what it truly means to our community. And, Mark, being able to see these games, I want to take it right from what Kenny said. You're a former quarterback. Tell me about the quarterbacks you saw at any level over the entire weekend. Well, yeah, and this whole season, right? I mean, our area yeah. quarterback. Well, risk. we know the season uh, because it's going to start and stop for the most part over at uh, your kid South Wildcats. But, I mean, yeah. when we get to that level, what would you see? Would you be excited about it? Oh, yeah. I love watching the kids. And, and you know what? I, I wondered why I thought I felt this way. I'm a little disappointed in myself, but. I really enjoyed watching the great defenses we had in the area this year. That's a unique thing for a quarterback to, to watch, enjoy watching. But, you know, you start with Lake and the great defense they had and, and Maslin as good as there was anywhere. And then Hoban comes in. And they're, you know, they're the only one that was on a par with Maslin. Uh, those, those were fun games to watch. A lot of people said, you know, were, were they warming up the relievers in the bullpen of that 7-2 to two game? You know, they thought it was like a baseball game. For a 7-2 to two game, that thing was exciting. I mean, it was hanging on every play. And uh, I just really enjoyed watching the defenses, but I especially like watching the quarterbacks. We saw some great ones throughout the week. Um, you know, Marion Locals quarterback just dominated. Uh, and, you know, hey, they can all play at that level, right? Uh, or else they wouldn't be there. And uh, they lead their team to a state championship. they got to be a good leader, a good general, a good – um, you know, very coachable kid, and they can run and throw. Mostly run these days, right? Yeah, and that's what we're seeing a lot of, and we saw that throughout the year, Mark. Uh, state championship games, uh, you know, regardless of level, uh, it's always exciting, right? But there have been, and Mark, you know this, three in a row for St. Ed's, right? Uh, two in a row now for Toledo Central Catholic. Uh, let's see, 14 overall for, you know, Marion Local. There are some programs, uh, you know, who dominate at the state level. Why do you think some of these schools, Mark Miller, are able to maintain this level of excellence and, and win their 14th overall or St. Ed's, their 7th overall and, and things like that? Well, you know, there's a lot to it, and uh, everybody's looking for that secret sauce, as they say. You know, how do you get it done? I remember um, wanting to know the same thing when my son attended Mount Union. You know, how do they do this? I said, Kyle, you got to tell me what Larry Karras says in the locker room. He says, Dad, he says very little. He said it's weak. He said every day of the week, that's the culture that he allows. That's the culture that he demands, and uh, it just grows from there. 
And, and so, you know, some of the schools, St. Ed's is an example, Hoban is an example, Massillon is an example. If you want to play at the highest level at a particular division in high school and you want to have a chance to be state and nationally ranked and win a state championship, you gravitate towards those schools. Okay, yeah. I want to go. It's the same reason a kid goes to Ohio State. He wants to win a national championship. Um, but there are some of those schools. Kirtland's an example. Marion Local is a perfect example. They get those kids were all born in Maria Stein. You yeah. know, I mean, they're they're all farm kids. They are born there. They play there, and they die there. I mean, they don't leave. You look at the kids from Marion Local that go to college. You can put them on one hand. And yet they've had these great teams down through the years. The kids don't want to leave. They want to take over the family farm. And so, for, and from them, that's not getting an influx of talent, it's got to be coaching. It's got to be culture. It's got to be, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to take some heat for this. It's got to be two-parent family, you know. Right. They mm-hmm. grow up. They learn the right thing to do at the right time. They are coachable. They work hard. They know the difference between pain and injury. They play with pain. Um, that is what does that year after year. Over there, we always said, well, Marion Local graduates a bunch of kids. They're not going to be very good next year. And they'd be 16-0 and 0 mm-hmm. again, you know? Yeah. Now, this year, we're going to say this. There were only a couple of seniors on that team. Holy smokes, what are they going to be like next year? You know what? So I think there's a lot of reasons that teams build what we would call a dynasty. Uh, but I think it differs from division to division and school to school. It's interesting when you say it and you put it that way, when it's the only thing on your radar and you're building that culture and you know that the one thing in the back of your mind is, I can't wait to get to that level and be a senior at that Kirtland team. And that's the only yeah. thing we eat, drink, and sleep, football. And the other thing that we see is that in order to accumulate talent, especially at the Mount Unions, especially at the Ohio States, we know it's going to be a next man up mentality. But guess what? We can choose who we want there. Now, when you've got to be able to get that uh, that much talent at the high school level, it's obvious to me, and we always talk about parochial versus, you know, the public schools. And they can choose basically who they want because they're paying to go there. What about open enrollment, Mark Miller? If you're yeah. able to have open enrollment, and I believe that's part of the reason why we're seeing the success recently, and I know they've been there before, but teams like Glenville, open enrollment, the public system, in Cleveland City Schools, you can go wherever you want to go to. Do you think there's mm-hmm. a place for that in high school sports? Well, it, it's here. Uh, I disagreed with it when it came in many, many years ago. Um, I, I decided where I was going to move my family when we left wow. Bowling Green and went to the Lima area based on the high school. I moved where I found a house in the district of where I wanted my kids to go to for a lot of different reasons. I wanted it to be a diverse community in a lot of different ways, racially, uh, economically, religiously. I just wanted them to experience a lot of things that I knew they were going to have to deal with in life, right? Um, but nowadays, you go where you want to live and then just send your kid wherever he wants to go to school. Mm. Uh, that's, that's different. I like community. I like, um, but, you know, your point is really well taken on the college and, and high school thing, and even some of these big high schools now is, um, you know, in high school, you're going to play with what's enrolled in your school. In college, you can go get them. It's getting to that be that way in some high schools now. You know, let's just go get them. I need a quarterback. Let's go find one. Uh, but they do it under a set of rules. 
And I know the OHSA believes that that's the right way to do it. It seems to me like it's a little bit of a um, free reign on, you know, where you want to go to school and where you want to play and all that. But, but uh, yeah, you bring up some really good points about open enrollment and, and some schools do it and some schools don't. Um, and now we're seeing it, the transfer portal today. I was sick when I saw that McCord from Ohio State, you know, he's going to run away from that thing. I don't know. Was it the interception? Was it losing to Michigan? Was it the coach that said, we got to improve ourselves at the quarterback position next year, and he took that to mean I'm out? I don't know what entered the kid's mind, but, you know, starting quarterback for a once-beaten Ohio State Buckeye football team, and you want to leave? I can't even imagine that. Mark Miller joining us talking high school football, a little college football as well here on the Kenny and JT Show. Mark, I want to go back to the game we did Thursday night, Division II State Championship, Maslin 7, Hoban 2. Hoban, I made a list of 10 mistakes that Hoban made in that game, Mark, right? And what did Tim uh, Tyrrell tell me uh, on Wednesday before the game? Well, the reason we lost the previous two state championships, we made too many mistakes. Well, they made more mistakes against Maslin than they did in the previous two combined, and yet they still were right there on a fourth down play with a chance uh, to win that. As that game was unfolding, what was going through your mind as a former player and now analyst for us? I thought... Whoever flinches first is going to lose this football game. You know, who's going to let a big play happen? Um, and they happened with mistakes and not great um, uh, highlight reel plays, I'll say. Right. You know, I kept waiting for a kick return. I kept waiting for an interception return. I kept waiting for somebody to bust a 60-yard run or, or catch. It never happened. Uh, but the big plays did happen just as you warned us pre-game, Kenny. You said – that Tim was concerned the game before against Avon. Lots and yep. lots of mistakes, lots and lots of penalties. He saw it coming. They couldn't stop it. And credit Maslin with a lot of that. When you've got the pressure on every single play, you don't have to mess up much for it to be a gigantic play and turn of events in a game like that. And, uh, you know, everybody says, well, Hoban lost the game. You know, they had their chances. I agree with that. But I, I want to give Maslin a lot of credit, too, because they were there to take advantage of those opportunities and to maybe even force the hand a little bit uh, with the pressure that they were supplying. Um, was it, that, that was about as fun a game, about as fun an atmosphere. What a way to finish the 79th season from being in the box with you and you guys doing the pregame show um, to the way that the team entered the, the field two by two, and then Nate gives them the signal, and they go sprinting out through the band. I mean, uh, the sea of orange standing up going crazy the whole game. I mean, it was – I can't explain it to my friends that don't live around here. I can't explain right. it. They don't get it, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's so the Maslin way. They're, they're diehards. You mentioned, uh, you know, uh, what is it, Maria Stein, Marion Local, right? Yeah. Similar situation, yeah. not for all the players, because we know DeWan came in from uh, Copley and uh, uh, the DeJesen kid came from Alliance. But a lot of those kids, you heard them afterwards talk about how important it was for them to win it for my brother who didn't win it, for my cousin who didn't win it, uh -huh. for my dad who didn't win it there at Maslin. And there are a lot of, uh, you know, le what do they call them, legacies, right, Mark, that are yep. still in Maslin and will stay in Maslin. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. Those are Maslin kids. Uh, you know, they, they got the, the little football when they were born. Of course, uh, I guess that went away because Doctor's Hospital closed down, right? But anyway, um, yeah, those kids grew up Tigers, and uh, 
I coached, uh, I recruited several. When I got a coaching job at Bowling Green, I said, I've got to get some Maslin kids. And I did. I recruited several of them. They were great, great players. And those kids are just different, man. I mean, they grow up Tigers, and, and that, that football thing is what matters. And, and just good for them. I love it that they got the monkey off their back from that playoff championship thing, you know. And yeah. uh, I don't know who it was that said, you know, since 72 when the playoffs started and the score of this game was 7-2. to two. <laughs> That's, you know, kind of interesting. But uh, I am so glad for them to have won that thing. And, uh, uh, again, I will say the best high school defense I've seen in person. Just goes to show you how tough it is to win 16 games, including the playoffs, to win it all and to win that last game and dub yourself the real state champion. And, Mark, it's amazing to me something that you said, and it rings true to me to this day, and I've been saying it for years. The Kent States and the Akrons of the world should take a page out of what you did when you were at Bowling Green. I can't for the life of me understand why they don't recruit higher in this area the, all the kids in all these teams that we cover, and there are 19 teams, and we started this conversation you were talking about, and I cut you off, some of these local schools that we cover on a weekly basis. I don't care uh-huh. from Fairless to North Canton. There's a lot of players right now, in my opinion anyway, that could be starting in the MAC. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, and I, I sent Pucci a note. I had it written long before the season ended, but I did not want to bother him or, or affect his concentration in any way until the season was over. And so I mailed it the day after they lost in the semifinals, and, and, and I told him, you know, the same thing. I told him, I, I think you can play in the MAC, Pucci. I know you can play in the Ivy. My son played there. Um, you know, and your chance will come. The beautiful thing about Pucci Snyder right now is, um, he can go somewhere. He could go to Baldwin Wallace for a year. And if he balls out, he can go somewhere bigger the next year. I mean, that's just the way it is nowadays. You know, I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's the hand we're dealt. And that's an advantage for a kid that doesn't have to pick the right place as a 17 or 18 year old high school kid. I can go, I can do my best. I can go up. I can go down to finish my college career on, on a successful note. And so I don't know where he's going to go and I don't know where he's going to end up. But I'll, I'll tell you this, if I was still coaching, I'd have him on my roster because he's, number one, going to raise your GPA, right? He's going to raise your team GPA. He's going to be great in the, in, the, in the locker room. He's going to be great on the practice field. And when he goes on the field, he is going to shock and amaze some people. That's Poochie Snyder, and I would have him on my football team. I agree with you 100%. I'm just hoping one of your guys – and when I say your guys, BG guys, didn't play himself out of BG uh, onto somebody else's roster with the way Dorian Pringle came back from injury and played in that state championship game. Mark, you and I talked about it before the game, and then he went out with 14 tackles, two tackles for a loss, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and, oh, yeah, got a hand to break up the final play on defense. Yeah, bless his heart. You know, being injured made me sick because he's such a good player, and not just that he's going to Bowling Green, but that he's a great player, and I was so glad that he came back and played and played, as you mentioned, at an extremely high level. And when I saw him play against St. Ed's early in the season, I mentioned to the guys in the box and maybe even over the headphones to you, Kenny, I'm afraid he's never going to make it to Bowling Green because somebody's going to see him and realize that he can play at a Big Ten level. Uh, and, and we'll wait and see. You know, you said to him, good luck at Bowling Green, and he didn't flinch. He said, you know, thanks a lot. I don't know if he, it really registered with him or not or if right. he is an orange and brown dude all the way through. but. Um, he is a great, great player. Boy, it's fun to watch him. 
Mark, great job all season long. You, Dan, Denny, uh, our entire crew, all of our crews for uh, YouTube stream as well as radio. We can't wait to get back together with the band for season number 80 next year of high school football on WHBC. Hey, you guys are awesome. I love listening to the, the, the two of you. I love working with you guys uh, on Friday night. Uh, what a what an extreme pleasure and a blessing for me to move back to my hometown and be able to do these games with you guys. Thanks so much. We appreciate you as well, Mark. Thanks so much. Break time for us here on the Kenny and JT Show.